Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Hello, I'm Johanna and your reader today. Today is Tuesday the 17th of October, and the 2nd of Cheshvan on the Hebrew calendar. This week, our Torah portion is called Noach, or Noah in English, and today we're reading Genesis 7, 17 through 8, 14. Before we begin our readings, let's first take a moment to bless God and thank Him for His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. The flood was forty days upon the land, and the waters increased and lifted the ark, so that it rose above the land. The waters overpowered and became very mighty over the land, and the ark drifted on the surface of the water. The waters completely overpowered the land, so that all the high mountains beneath the entire sky were covered. The waters rose fifteen cubits higher as the mountains were covered. All flesh perished. Those that crawl on the land, the flying creatures, livestock, wild animals, all creatures that swarm upon the land, and all humankind. Everything that had the breath of the spirit of life in its nostrils, everything on dry land died. So he wiped out all existence that was upon the surface of the ground, everything from people to livestock to crawling creatures, and to flying creatures of the sky. They were wiped out off the land. Only Noah and those with him in the ark survived. The waters overpowered the land for a hundred and fifty days. Then God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. So God caused a wind to pass over the land, and the water subsided. Also, the sources of the deep and the windows of the skies were closed up, and the rain from the sky was held back. The waters kept receding gradually from upon the land, and the waters decreased by the end of a hundred and fifty days. 
the ark came to rest in the seventh month, on the seventeenth day of the month, upon the mountains of Ararat. The waters went on decreasing until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains appeared. It was at the end of forty days that Noah opened the window of the ark that he had made. Then he sent out a raven, and it kept going back and forth until the waters were drying up from the land. Then he sent out a dove to see whether the waters had receded from the surface of the ground. But the dove did not find a resting place for the sole of her foot. She returned to him in the ark because water covered the surface of the whole land. He stretched out his hand and he took her and brought her to him in the ark. So he waited yet another seven days and again he sent the dove out from the ark. The dove came to him at evening and surprisingly a freshly plucked olive leaf was in its mouth. So Noah knew that the waters had receded from the land. After he waited seven more days, he sent out the dove, but she did not return to him again. It was in his six hundred and first year, in the first month, on the first day of the month, that the waters had dried up from the land. Then Noah removed the cover of the ark, and he looked and behold, the surface of the ground had dried up. By the second month, on the twenty-seventh day of the month, the land was dry. That was Genesis seven seventeen through eight fourteen. Our portion today from the prophets is Joshua ten. Now it came to pass that Adonitzedek, king of Jerusalem, heard that Yehoshua had taken Ai and had utterly destroyed it, just as he had done to Jericho and its king. So he had done to Ai and its king, and that the inhabitants of Givon had made peace with Israel and remained among them. So he feared greatly, because Givon was a large city, as one of the royal cities, in fact, larger than Ai, and all its men were mighty. Therefore Adoni Tzedek, king of Yerushalayim, sent word to Hoham, king of Hevon, Piram, king of Yarmut, Yafia, king of Lachish, and Devir, king of Eglon, saying, Come up and help me. Let's attack Givon for it has made peace with Yehoshua and Bnei Israel. So the five kings of the Amorites, the king of Yerushalayim, the king of Hevon, the king of Yarmut, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon, gathered themselves together and went up. They and all their armies camped against Givon and attacked it. Then the men of Givon sent word to Yehoshua in camp at Gilgal, saying, don't abandon your servants. Come up to us quickly and save us. Help us, for all the kings of the Amorites living in the hill country have gathered against us. So Yehoshua went up from Galil, he and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valor. The Lord said to Yehoshua, 
Do not fear them, for I have given them into your hand. Not one of them will stand before you. So Yehoshua came upon them suddenly by marching all night from Gilgal. The Lord threw them into confusion before Israel, defeated them with a crushing defeat at Givon, chased them by the road that goes up to Beit Horon, and struck them as far as Azekah and Makedah. While they were fleeing before Israel, down the descent of Beit Horon, the Lord cast down great stones from heaven on them all the way to Azekah, so they died. More of them died from the hailstones than those Bnei Israel killed with the sword. Then Yehoshua spoke to the Lord on the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Bnei Israel, and said in the eyes of Israel, Sun, stand still over Givon, moon over the Ayalon Valley. So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped until the nation took vengeance on its enemies. Is it not written in the book of Yashar? Thus the sun halted in the middle of the sky and did not hurry to go down for about a full day. There was no day like that before it or after it, when the Lord listened to the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. Then Yehoshua and all Israel with him returned to the camp at Gilgal. Now these five kings fled and hid themselves in the cave at Makedah. So it was reported to Yehoshua. The five kings are found hidden in the cave at Makedah. Yehoshua said, Roll large stones onto the mouth of the cave, assign men over it to guard them. But don't stay there yourselves. Chase after your enemies and attack them at the rear. Don't let them enter their cities, for the Lord your God has given them into your hand. So it was that Yehoshua and Bnei Israel finished striking them with a very great slaughter until they were wiped out, though some of their survivors escaped into the fortified cities. Then all the people returned safely to Yehoshua in the camp at Makedah. No one dared sharpen his tongue against Israel. Then Joshua said, Open the mouth of the cave and bring out those five kings to me from the cave. So they did so and brought out those five kings to him from the cave, the kings of Yerushalayim, Hebron, Yarmut, Lachish, and Eglon. When they brought out those kings to Yehoshua, Yehoshua summoned all the men of Israel and said to the chiefs of the men of war who had gone with him, Come forward and put your feet on the necks of these kings. So they came forward and put their feet on their necks. Then Yehoshua said to them, Never fear or be dismayed. Chazak, be strong. For thus will the Lord do to all your enemies whom you will fight. After this, Yehoshua struck them and put them to death. Then hanged them on five trees, and they remained hanging on the trees until evening. It came about at sunset that Yehoshua commanded that they be taken down from the trees and thrown into the cave where they had hidden themselves. Then they placed large stones at the mouth of the cave which are there to this very day. On that day, 
Yehoshua captured Makeda and struck it and its kings with the edge of the sword, putting it and every single soul in it under a ban of destruction, leaving no survivors. So he did to the king of Makeda as he had done to the king of Yericho. Then Yehoshua and all Israel with him passed on from Makeda to Livna and fought against Livna. The Lord also gave it with its king into the hand of Israel. So he struck it and every single soul in it with the edge of the sword, leaving no survivors in it. So he did to its king as he had done to the king of Yericho. Then Yehoshua and all Israel with him passed on from Livna to Lachish, camped against it, and fought against it. The Lord delivered Lachish into the hand of Israel, so he captured it on the second day and struck it and every single soul in it with the edge of the sword, just as he had done to Livna. Then Horam, king of Gezer, came up to help Lachish, but Yehoshua defeated him and his people until he had left him no survivors. Then Yehoshua and all Israel with him passed on from Lachish to Eglon, camped against it, and fought against it. They captured it on that day and struck it and every single soul in it with the edge of the sword, putting them under the ban that day, just as he had done to Lachish. Then Yehoshua and all Israel with him went up from Eglon to Hebron, and they fought against it. They captured it and struck it, its king, all its towns, and every single soul that was in it with the edge of the sword, leaving no survivors, just as he had done to Eglon, putting it and every single soul in it under the ban. Then Yehoshua and all Israel with him turned back to Debil and fought against it. He captured it and its king and all its towns, struck them with the edge of the sword, and put every single soul in it under the ban, leaving no survivors, just as he had done to Hevon, so he did to Debil and its king, as he had also done to Livna and its king. So Yehoshua conquered the entire country, the hill country, the Negev, the lowland, and the slopes, with all their kings. He left no survivors, but he put everything that breathed under the ban, just as the Lord God of Israel had commanded. Thus Yehoshua defeated them from Kadesh Barnea to Gaza, all the country of Goshen, as far as Givon. Thus Yehoshua captured all those kings and their lands at a single stroke, because the Lord God of Israel fought for Israel. Then Yehoshua and all Israel with him returned to the camp at Gilgal. That was Joshua chapter 10. Our portion today from the writings is Psalm 10. Why, Lord, are you standing far off? Why hide yourself in times of trouble? In pride, the wicked hotly hunts the poor. Let them be caught in the plots they have planned. For the wicked one boasts about his soul's desire, 
The greedy one curses, reviling the Lord. The wicked one, with his nose in the air, never seeks him. All his thoughts are, there is no God. His ways are secure at all times. He haughtily disregards your judgments. He snorts at all his adversaries. He says in his heart, I'll never be shaken. From generation to generation, nothing bad will happen. His mouth is full of cursing, lies, and oppression. On his tongue are trouble and iniquity. He lies in ambush near villages. In hidden places, he slays the innocent. His eyes watch in secret for the helpless. He lurks in a hiding place like a lion in a thicket. He lies in wait to catch the helpless. He catches the unfortunate one, dragging him away in his net. The victim is crushed, brought down, and falls into his mighty claws. He says in his heart, God has forgotten. He hides his face. He will never see it. Arise, Lord, O God, lift up your hand. Do not forget the afflicted. Why does the wicked one revile God? He says in his heart, You will never require anything. You saw, for you see trouble and grief, to take it in your hand. The victim puts his trust in you. You are the helper of the orphan. Break the arm of the wicked evil one. Call him to account for his wickedness until no more is found. The Lord is king forever and ever. Nations will be wiped off his land. You hear, Lord, the desire of the meek. You encourage them and incline your ear. You vindicate the orphan and oppressed, so that man who is earthly may terrify no more. That was Psalm 10. The portion today from the Apostles is Matthew 8. When he came down from the mountain, large crowds followed him, and a man with Sarat came to him and bowed down before him, saying, Master, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Yeshua stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately his Tzarat was cleansed. And Yeshua said to him, See that you tell no one, but go, show yourself to the Kohen, and offer the gift that Moshe commanded as a testimony to them. Now when Yeshua came into Kfar Nachum, a centurion came begging for help. Master, he said, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, horribly tormented. Yeshua said to him, I'll come and heal him. But the centurion said, Master, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I say to this one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes. And to my servant, Do this, and he does it. Now, when Yeshua heard this, he marveled and said to those who were following, Amen, I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. 
Moreover, I tell you that many will come from the east and the west, and they will recline a table with Avraham and Yitzchak and Yaakov in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be driven out into the outer darkness. In that place will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Yeshua said to the centurion, Go, as you have believed, let it be done for you. And the servant was healed in that same hour. And when Yeshua came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying down, sick with a fever. Yeshua touched her hand, and the fever left her. Then she got up and began to take care of him. When evening came, the people brought to him many who were afflicted by demons. He forced out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. So was fulfilled what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our sicknesses and carried away our diseases. Now, when Yeshua saw a crowd around him, he gave orders to go to the other side of the sea. Then a Torah scholar came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Yeshua tells him, Foxes have dens and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Then another of the disciples said, Master, first let me go and bury my father. But Yeshua tells him, Follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. As he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a great storm arose on the sea so that the boat was being covered by the waves. But Yeshua kept on sleeping. So they came and woke him up, saying, Master, save us, we're perishing. He said to them, Why are you afraid, O you of little faith? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and it became totally calm. The men were amazed, saying, What kind of person is this? Even the winds and the sea obey him. When he came to the other side, into the region of the Gadarenes, two demon-plagued men coming from the graveyard met him. They were so violent that no one could pass by that way, and they screamed, What's between you and us, Ben Elohim? Have you come here to torment us before the appointed time? Now a large herd of pigs was feeding some distance away from them. The demons kept begging him, If you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. And he told them, Go. So they came out and went into the pigs, and the whole herd rushed down the cliff into the sea and drowned. The herdsmen ran away, went into the town, and told everything, including what had happened to the demon-plagued men. The whole town came out to meet Yeshua, and when they saw him, they begged him to leave their region. That was Matthew 8. If you're reading through the Apostles twice this year, you'll be reading 1 Peter 4 also. That concludes our readings for today. I pray that the Word of God will be a blessing to you and that it will wash over your heart and your mind with life-giving 
encouragement. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom to you from Israel. Until next time. Thank you.